This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. We are glad to be here this morning. And today we have Lieutenant Tim McFadden with us. Um, you, uh, you may know him from the Danville Fire Department or you may know him from Dancing for the Stars. Tim, I must say that was a remarkable performance. Thank you. I'm still getting uh, several comments from that performance, as you can imagine, <laughs> especially around the firehouse here. So I think I'll be hearing about that one for quite some time to come. So, but you know, that's part of the things we do for charity, right? And it's definitely for a good cause and everybody had a good time and it was definitely a unique experience for me, for sure. Okay. So I have to say when you, when you were getting ready to say, I'm definitely still getting comments. I thought you were going to say, I'm definitely still getting some uh, chiropractic care. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm still, still trying to recover mentally and physically from that. That's, that's true. <laughs> Well, you did an amazing job. I truly enjoyed that day. And of course, that benefited the Survivors Resource Center, a very important um, agency in our community. We definitely want to make sure we're supporting them. So, Tim, thank you for being brave enough to jump up there and and participate. I'm, I'm sure that probably wasn't in your wheelhouse, but you did an amazing job. Thank you. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, but I look forward to, to seeing who gets to represent the fire department next year. <laughs> you, 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 are you thinking about nominating some people right now? Well, I think originally they were looking for Chief Marcotte, but uh, oh, you know, by okay. accident or not, he uh, <laughs> happened to have a trip out of the country scheduled for that weekend, so I mean, he was unable to uh, to participate. So and then they they came and recruited me in his spot. So so I'm going to see if uh, we can keep Chief's calendar clear for that date next year to see if we can get him up there. <laughs> Hey, I love that. That that would be entertaining, and you know, I'd probably do like him if I was if I thought I was being scheduled. I'd probably schedule a trip out of the country as well. <laughs> right. So, uh, Tim, tell us about your tell us about your career as a, with the fire department. I've been at the, the Danville Fire Department for about the last twenty two and a half years or so now. Um, up until the last couple of years, I've been on the uh, fire suppression side. Uh, I was promoted to lieutenant uh, about a year and a half ago, and within the last uh, six months or so, I've moved into a new role, which is uh, in the the Fire Prevention Bureau. So uh, it's a little bit of a change for me, but uh, I get to see uh, the the department from a little bit of a different angle and give me some new opportunities here. So yeah, it's been a pretty exciting change, um, mm-hmm. and it's also also been uh, good to to get out and get out in the community and do some stuff like this. Definitely. So what is fire suppression? Fire suppression are the guys you're going to see on the big red trucks. If you if you have a call, if you have a fire or an, or an auto accident or any type of a emergency, you call 911, you're going to get the fire suppression guys. So they're they're the ones uh, manning the fire engines, the trucks, and they'll, they'll respond to, to your emergencies when you call 911. So, uh, those are you be your suppression guys, your your firefighters, um, your captains, your assistant chiefs. Okay, lieutenants, good. Most lieutenants, other other than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well that's good information. Hey, um, let's take our first break, and then we'll come back. And I, I want to hit the topic of fire prevention, so we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Lieutenant Tim McFadden from the Danville Fire Department with us. And Tim, we were going to talk about fire prevention. And of course, I think this time of the year, you know, definitely people are, are integrating things into their homes. So educate us. Right. Unfortunately, we're getting into what is normally our busiest season of the year. We see a lot of fires in the in the fall and the wintertime. And uh, that could come from a variety of of different reasons you know one of the reasons is you know people are just forced inside more often so they're they're spending a lot more time inside than, than they do in the spring and summer months so what we also have you know a lot of holiday seasons coming up uh, and there's a lot more cooking goes on during those holidays which also is a big risk uh, we just came through um, fire prevention month in october and the focus of this this year's uh Fire Prevention Month was to raise awareness on cooking emergencies. So cooking remains the number one cause of household fires. So what we did was we put together uh, some information throughout the month to try to raise awareness on how to prevent prevent cooking fires. Um, so with, with a lot of family gatherings and uh, during the holidays, a lot of people inside working together, uh, we do have a lot more cooking. And so uh, that's definitely one of the big causes we see during this time of the year. And mm-hmm. some of the tips we went over to uh, to kind of prevent that, you know, those type of emergencies is we want to make sure, you know, first of all, you want to keep uh, all your cooking equipment and well, you know, well-maintained, make sure it's proper, working properly. Uh, also, you want to make sure if you have kids uh, that are running around the house, you know, a lot of kids around during, during holidays, uh, kind of keep a, a safe zone around any, any cooking appliances. We don't want kids getting up close to the stove, burning themselves, or accidentally knocking something off of the stove, causing a fire. Um, you know, you want to turn your handles away from from the uh, the kids so they can't reach that, that type of thing. Um, also, um, you know, big thing is also... If you're cooking something, never leave anything unattended. If you're going to be putting something in the oven, you think it's okay to just, you know, I'm just going to run out and run an errand and, you know, come back and be fine. Uh, we don't want you to, we don't want you to leave anything unattended that's cooking. So that's a tip we have for you also. Um, unfortunately, also one of the, you know, one of the big causes we see here in Danville is a lot of times, uh, you know, people be out if, you know, they're working late or they just been out, you know, enjoying a good time with their friends. Uh, they'll come home after an evening and decide, you know, they're hungry. They're going to cook something, put something in the oven or put something in on the stove and then they'll sit down and, and then they'll, they'll fall asleep. So we have a lot of cooking fires that arise that way. So one of the recommendations, if you know, if you're tired, um, you know, try to avoid, you know, putting something in the oven or cooking. But if you, if you do, um, set some type of alarm, you know, to just let you know, wake you up so you don't fall asleep with that, that type of thing in the oven. So those are a few things that we have. Uh, and then, of course, um, also we see a lot of, um, you know, people like to burn candles this year as, as, as well. You know, they like it for the decorations. They like, they like it for the smell. So we um, we also recommend that if you're going to burn candles, the Never leave them unattended. Uh, never leave the house with a candle burning. Uh, try not to leave the room if you have a candle burning. And um, we definitely recommend uh, don't go to bed, don't go to sleep with your candles. It is an open flame in your house, and you know anything can happen. So those are a few few things that we see this time of year. Mm-hmm. So um, Tim, I'd like to tell you a story from the past. You might ask Mayor Williams about boiled eggs because. 
<laughs> I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay, it wasn't me. I remember his father falling asleep with eggs boiling on the stove and being woken up with a three-year-old little Ricky saying, Daddy, the <laughs> eggs are exploding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, the eggs were exploding, and, and you definitely don't want that smell or that problem in your house. So, you know, I can relate <laughs> to people leaving things on the stove, so you'll have to ask them about that memory. <laughs> I will, for sure, when I see him. Um, so, yeah, definitely something we want to be paying attention to. And I think you're right. I think people think, oh, I've got 15 minutes. Let me, I, I need a loaf of bread. Or, you know, I'm making this supper. Let me just run up to the store real quick. This will be okay. And mm -hmm. you don't realize what can happen in that short time period. Right. Things happen pretty, very fastly, very quickly, especially, with, you know, with it's fire. Um, mm -hmm. We had an incident where somebody was cooking a turkey in, in the turkey bag last year. And the, and the turkey bag actually for whatever reason failed so all the juice from the bag just spilled into the oven and they had it ended up with a fire inside the oven so it's just you know you think you're going to be okay but you, things can happen quickly but it comes to when it comes to fires oh wow um so what about things that can uh like stop that like if that's happening um you know i'm thinking like i think i think i had heard once like throw flour on it i don't know is that a wife's tell or, or what tips like that do you have Sure. Well, first of all, you know, ideally, we recommend that everybody has a fire extinguisher in their in their house and especially in their kitchen. Um, most uh, fire extinguishers, we would call an ABC fire extinguisher, can be used for just about any type of household item. So that would be our first choice to use if you have a fire extinguisher handy to definitely to definitely use that. Uh, one thing that we don't want you to do, especially if there's any type of grease involved, is to throw water on it. So. If you have a grease fire and you throw water on it, it's just going to make that worse. It's going to spread the grease everywhere, and then there's a good chance that your fire is going to get bigger. So if you have, if you don't have a, a fire extinguisher handy, then, yes, something like flour, some type of dry agent, flour, baking soda, something like that would be a, a good next resource to throw throw onto the, onto the fire itself. But the main thing we want you to do is we don't want you to, want you to spend a lot of time trying to put the fire out yourself because the fire can grow so rapidly. So the uh, first thing we want you to do is call 911 and get us on the way so we can get there and, and our professional guys can get there and put the fire out for you and uh, make sure we get everybody out of the house uh, safely. Mm -hmm. How quickly do fires spread? You know, you're talking about the time factor. How how quickly will something spread? It'll double in, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. And it it'll continually grow. So, yeah, it, it, it's fast. And a lot of times we do see people, that they'll spend, you know, a lot of time trying to put the fire out themselves. And they don't have the proper tools or it's just too big for whatever they have. And it will, and it will spread and it'll turn in, you know, the something small on the cooktop and they'll get into the cabinets and, and they'll end up with a really big fire. So we always recommended that you call 911 right away and, and get the fire department coming. Okay. And so where can you get fire extinguishers at? Fire extinguishers are available at uh, any of your home supply stores, uh, any of your big box stores. You can go in there and uh, they'll have them for purchase. Um, any of the big box stores in town, you can go. Uh, Lowe's, Menards, Meyer, Walmart, uh, Sherman's, and a few. And, and any of those stores will have the type of uh, fire extinguisher that you're looking for.
Okay, so that's definitely a, a good idea to get something like that, have it ready, and, you know, hope that you never need to use it. Um, do fire extinguishers, mm-hmm. do they uh, run out after time, or, like, are they no good after a certain time period? Usually there, there's an expiration date that they're listed on the extinguisher itself, uh, but most of them also come, they'll have a little gauge on it that you can look at to see if, the, uh, the pressure is where in, in the safe range. So, you know, you know, once a month, whenever you're checking your smoke alarms and you check your fire extinguisher to make sure you're still, you're still good with that as well. Okay. So definitely something we want to do. I, I remember one time we had a small one and I kept it by the fireplace and, you know, it never occurred to me that it would have an expiration date on it. And then one day I looked and I'm like, wow, this says that it was expired three years ago. And so I was under the impression I was okay, but, you know, maybe I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't need to use it, but we definitely need to make sure we're checking that. Right. Yeah. Make that part of your uh, monthly routine. We, we all recommend that you check your smoke alarms once a month. So when you go around and you and you press the buttons on your smoke alarms to make sure they're functioning properly, also take a look at those uh, those fire extinguishers to make sure they're maintaining the type of pressure that that they're they're required to. Okay, good information there. Well, let's take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning, we have Lieutenant Tim McFadden from the Danville Fire Department with us, and he was just giving us some tips on fire prevention, on making sure we are checking our fire extinguishers and our smoke alarms on a monthly basis. Um, Tim, does the fire department still have a program where they have um, extra smoke alarms that they pass out to the public? We absolutely do. So, that's the number one thing that we recommend that everybody has a functioning smoke alarm in their house. So the risk of dying in a home fire is cut in half in homes with working smoke alarms. So we do have a program that if you need a smoke alarm, uh, if you can't afford one, to give us a call and we will come out and install it in your house to make sure that you have one working properly. So you can just call the office here. It's our four three one. 2350 and you'll speak with uh, Heidi and she will set up an appointment for somebody to come out and install a smoke smoke alarm if you need one in your house. Okay, great service. Um, so what about fireplaces and chimneys? Well, uh, we definitely recommend that you get your chimneys cleaned before the, like right now would be the perfect time to have it cleaned because it's starting to get cold again. We want you to get your chimney cleaned out before before the cold weather hits and you actually start using it again. So make sure that's clean because we know the buildup inside those chimneys can also be uh, dangerous and can cause some fires. Um, same, uh, we also talk about the same fireplace safety as we use in the kitchen. You know, if you've got small kids running around, make sure you, you put a safe zone around that fireplace as well. Don't let them play too closely to the fireplace. Uh, don't let them pile up their toys near the fireplace. Just let them know at an early age that, that's not a that's not a safe place that we can we can hang around because bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, one of the things that I, I often see in the news is that there's a fire that was started. They they uh, figure out the cause was from space heaters. Talk about space heater safety. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm not a big fan of space heaters. 
I understand that, you know, some people that they have no other choice that, that's necessary for them to use them in the wintertime to help keep themselves warm. But they're definitely very dangerous. You want to make sure that you keep them inspected, working uh, properly. Most of them will have some type of safety switch attached to them. If, so if it would happen to be knocked over or, or fall over, that it will it'll turn off. Uh, make sure you get a quality space heater and not all space heaters are, you know, uh, created equally. Make sure you get one that's made in quality. Make sure it's uh, UL rated. That means it's undergone uh, laboratory testing to make sure it's as safe as possible. And um, I also recommend, you know, the same with candles or an open flame. You never want to leave the house with that, with things running or unattended because things can happen pretty quickly. Something can fall on it. It could fall over if you have animals in the house or whatever and cause it to fall over and cause and cause a fire. So if you're going to have to have one in your house, uh, make sure you use it, you know, treat it basically like an open flame and never leave it unattended. Don't let kids play near it. Uh, make sure it's working properly. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to me that oftentimes they will, these will be used in bedrooms. So, you know, especially uh, I'm thinking like around blankets and things like that, you want to make sure mm-hmm. that it's a clear area. Right. Yeah, you definitely don't want it too close to your bed because, right, you know, a lot of people move around and, you know, pillows fall off the bed, blankets fall off the bed or whatever. So, yeah, you want to make sure you give yourself plenty of safe space between the heater and your sleeping area to to prevent that type of thing from happening. Mm -hmm. Okay, good information. Um, So uh, I I also want to talk about carbon monoxide um, alarms. Mm -hmm. I know that doesn't exactly go along with, uh, you know, the fire prevention that we're talking about, but is it important to have those in your home? Absolutely. If you have any type of uh, natural gas in your house, then then you're going to be emitting some level of carbon monoxide. So um, it's important to keep... Every house should have a carbon monoxide detector as well, just the same as a smoke alarm, especially this time of year, like we talked about uh, them with a lot of cooking going on, uh, with the fireplaces being heated up during this time of year. Um, also, we want to make sure your functioning, your furnaces are functioning properly. So if you haven't had them inspected before the before the season hits, make sure you get that inspected to make sure they're working properly. All of those things can emit some uh, carbon monoxide into the house. And we know that carbon monoxide is odorless and tasteless gas. So you can, you may have high levels of gas in your house and have no idea that it's there until you start experiencing some type of symptoms. And uh, by the time you start experiencing symptoms from carbon monoxide poisoning, you're, you're you're getting to pretty dangerous levels. So we definitely uh, recommend that everybody has a functioning carbon monoxide detector as well. That way they will, you'll get that alert to let you know that you're getting within the range of danger and that there's something going on within your house that's emitting uh, more carbon monoxide than you should be. Um, And if you do have those, you get those, we'll get a lot of calls saying my carbon monoxide is going off and we'll go out and we'll check the home. We have meters on our truck that'll that'll give us the level of carbon monoxide within your house, and a lot of times we're able to uh, pinpoint the cause of of, the, of your uh, your carbon monoxide level. So, yes, definitely along with smoke alarms, carbon monoxide detectors are that should be in every house as well. Okay, well, thank you for that. Is there do you have any other tips that you want to share with us on fire prevention? <clears throat> uh, one of the other things that we see a lot in the city is. Um, 
a lot of times we'll have uh, abandoned residences around the city that will that will see a lot of fires in this time of year. So, you know, whether it's uh, people who are you know getting in there to to try to keep warm or, or whatever else, uh, we have a tendency to see fires in those buildings this time of year. So, and whether it's somebody trying to keep warm or there's just you know something else going on. So, I would encourage people to just keep an eye out within your neighborhoods if you know there's a house that. You know, that's been empty for quite some time and you see some activity going on in there to, you know, maybe call somebody to see what's, you know, what's going on in there to kind of keep an eye on that type of situation. Okay. All right. Well, we will definitely keep our eyes out for that. And so, uh, Tim, we're almost out of time. Before we go, I just want to talk about being a firefighter getting into the profession um are are you all testing right now are you all needing more firefighters what's the status we are always needing more firefighters and then we've been hiring quite a few which is great news for us we're, we're finally getting back up to staff being staffed appropriately but the bad news is we're running out of uh, names on our list of people to hire. So we're getting towards the bottom of our list. Normally we list, we test about every two years to establish an eligibility list of people to hire from. And it looks like um, we're going to expire that list earlier than expected due to all the hirings we had going on. So we're not testing at the moment, but we probably will be uh, testing again coming up here after the beginning of the first of the year to try to establish a new eligibility list of candidates to choose from. So um, I have uh, created a page. If you go to the city of Danville website on our fire department page, there's a link on there that you can click and it'll take you to a page where you can submit your information. Uh, you put your name, address, uh, email address, and phone number if you're interested in getting information on how to test for us. And that way you're in my database. And once we do get the date set, I'll, I'll send out alerts to let everybody know that uh, here's the testing dates, here's the process that, that's going to happen. And we'll also put all that information out on uh, into the media and then to social media as well. So mm -hmm. uh, we definitely always looking for uh, new recruits. And uh, it, it, it's a pretty exciting time to be around here. We're probably getting... Uh, a lot of new faces around here. So it's, it's a lot of good things happening here at the Danville Fire Department. That's great to hear. So so what would be the qualifications? What type of personality or whatever are you looking for? Well, the good news is you don't need to have any type of fire department uh, knowledge or training. We will train everybody who comes, who we hire. To uh, We'll send them to the fire academy for seven weeks. We'll, we'll train you to be an emergency medical technician. We'll train you how to, to handle hazmat materials, uh, how to drive the fire engine. So no experience necessary. We will train everybody. Um, you will have to have a high school diploma or a GED. Uh, you need to be between the ages of 21 and 35 years old to be, uh, to be eligible. Okay. So again, what was the website to go to if someone's listening and they're interested? Uh, just go to cityofdanville.org. And from that, you'll click on the, uh, there's a, there's a page for the fire department. So you go to the fire department page and then, uh, there's a link on our fire department page there that I'll send you to, to my page where you can put all your information and in then get the information on how to test and when to test. Okay. Thank you so much for that audience. We've been speaking with Lieutenant Tim McFadden from the Danville Fire Department today. Lots of good tips on fire prevention. And if you are interested in being a fire fighter, being in that profession, or if you know somebody who is, make sure you visit the page. 
Um, I hope you have a great weekend. Lots of things going on. Get out, have fun, um, enjoy the semi-okay weather, depending which day it is. And we'll be back on Monday with another show. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.